it's an honor and privilege for me to be back here at New Life Fellowship. I love this church. I love it with all my heart. It's just wonderful to be here. Many of you may not know this, but um, I was kind of active in ministry uh, with this church back uh, 25 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, believe it or not. I know I don't look that old. Thank you very much. That's very corny, but it always feels good to say it. And um, it is just good because um, I feel so strongly um, that this church is in the absolute 100% perfect will of God. Uh, and it's an honor and privilege to be a part of that because that means that every once in a while you get a little spiritual check in that I'm in the will of God if I'm standing here doing something for the will of God. And even though sometimes we wonder, you know, in our courses of our life, but I'm thankful to be here because this is the right moment in time. I'll have to tell you that today's message, what I'll be bringing today and talking to you about, is something that the Lord gave me in prayer. Lord, what do you want me to speak to New Life Church about? What is it? They're your people. And he said, I want you to speak about unity. Unity. And I tell you that here today so that you know that whatever we hear from the Lord today is from him. The scriptures, the testimonies, the things that are said and the things that will be done are from him and not from just a, an evangelist coming and speaking. This is the word of the Lord to this church today. And it is an honor and a privilege to be a part of that. I want you to know today that you potentially are the members in the body of Christ. You are a member of the body of Christ. Potentially, you are a member of the body of Christ. In Acts, the second chapter, go along with me. In Acts 2, verses 38, it says, Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the Holy Spirit. The question to Peter was, what must we do to be saved? And that was Peter's response. Believers in the church have repented of their sins. They've come to the Lord in an act of repentance. Lord, I come to you. Forgive me of my sins. Change my heart. I fall on you. And then this supernatural thing takes place that the Lord comes into your heart and to your life. And the Bible says that when you become a member in the body of Christ, you're a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things become new. Amen. Now let's also look at the next scripture. The next scripture in that same category, please. If you have it there. So Romans 10, 9, and 10. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Actually, I wanted Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you could bring that up there at some point, my bro. I appreciate it. And then we're going to talk about just briefly about what, laying the foundation first. Romans 10, 9, and 10, if you have it. And let me just go there. Okay, great. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with the mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. We know that other scriptures teaches us in, about, about this in, in knowing that when you come to the Lord Jesus, that as a believer and a member of the body of Christ, you're changed. We're different. We're called out. We're separate. But how many people in here don't feel changed all the time? You don't feel separate all the time. I want you to remember something. This is so important. You, as a believer in Jesus Christ, are going to have failures. You are not always going to be right. You are not always going to feel the Lord. You are not always going to hit the mark. 
You are going to make mistakes. This idea that we're supposed to be white and tight all the time can be the spirit many times that keeps us from being the person of God that he's called us to be. Meaning that when Peter himself, the apostle Peter, when he cut the ear off of a soldier, in that moment that he come out of anger and he did what he did, probably was not what the Lord intended for him to do at that time. Also, when he denied Jesus himself, the apostle Peter, one of his followers, denied the Lord. How many times? Three. Oh, sorry. Three. I made a mistake. <laughs> he not just denied him once. He denied him twice and again said, I don't even know him. I don't even know him. This was the very one that the church was built on. This apostle, this man of God, was the one that Jesus said, what? On this rock, I will build my church, is the that denied him, made a mistake, contrary to what he was supposed to do. Jesus is not offended by your mistakes. It does not bother him that you are human. Why? He made you. <laughs> he made you. Jesus himself knows what you're capable of. But if you are truly a member of the body of Christ, a believer, then the word today is... Go home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, don't go home. Stay here. <laughs> We're in the church today. <laughs> Amen. The word for you today is to relax and let Jesus move forward and move the church forward and move you forward. All right, this is Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 6. Ephesians 4, 1 through 6 says this. It says... 10.54 a.m., 0.23, 42, 41, 40, 39, 38, 37, Ephesians 4. Okay. God and Father of all, who is all, let me read it from here. One God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. One God, one Father. So the Bible says that we are one Lord, it's one Lord. Lord of our lives. We repented of our sins. We became connected and we have become one. When the world tells you that you can get to heaven in any kind of way, we don't believe that. We believe that there is only one way. So in some way, we're a little, little narrow-minded in that we believe that Jesus is the way. There is no other way back for us. Nobody else is coming back for us. And Jesus' requirement is for us to repent and to be baptized and filled with the Spirit if we want to know Him. Those of us that are in here today that have already fulfilled that call, let me remind you something. You are a member of the body of Christ. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic. It doesn't matter if you're Baptist. It doesn't matter if you're Pentecostal. It doesn't matter if you're Methodist. It doesn't matter if you claim to be atheist. It doesn't matter what you claim and what your title is. If you were obedient to the Word of God and you repented of your sins and you were baptized in His name and you were filled with the Spirit, you have been fulfilled. Then 
the body of Christ. I am a member of the body of Christ. I am where I am. I know what he called me to do. I know what I've done in giving my confession and profession of faith. It is kind of narrow, but it is the true and only way. Are we being very clear today about whether or not you're saved? Are we clear today of whether or not that you are born Lord Jesus Christ? We ought to be so excited and happy just for the fact that we were preached the truth, that what we've been preached has testified with our hearts and our spirit and our mind that what we say and what we do comes from the Father above. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. There's only one faith, one Lord, one baptism. Do you know the reason why that they killed Jesus, our Lord and our They killed him because Jesus claimed to be God. Jesus said, I am you didn't walk around in the Old Testament and start telling people, I am. Why? Because when you said, I am, you were saying, God, God the Father, God that was the people that believed God that were the Jews and Greek and all the people that believed in God. Isn't that amazing to think? Jesus walks on the scene and he says, I am. And that was what infuriated the people that were not believers in Jesus Christ because he claimed to be God, the one and only true God, the one that saved your soul, the one that baptized you in the Spirit, the one that brought you out of a miry clay, a life of, the, of deception and anger and all kinds of filth, and the Lord brought you out, the Lord Jesus. That's who saved your soul. No other person saved your soul. The church didn't save your soul. The pastor didn't save your soul. Jesus Christ saved your soul, which makes you a member of the body of Christ. We ought to be driving by every once in a while and look over at the Catholic church and look at them and say, hey, there's members of the body of Christ in that assembly right there. There's a member in there somewhere. There's a member in there somewhere. You can go by this church and say, there's a member in there somewhere. A member of what? An elite group a special group, a group of people that did something called believe in Jesus Christ, the members in there. In this body today, I want you to believe and know that you are not just people that came to a building. You are not just people that just happenstance walked in here. You came in the simple together because you know you're a part and a member in the body of Christ. And Jesus himself is so glad that the church is coming together. The church is coming together because of all kinds of persecution in the world. They're coming together and they're coming to believe him because of who he is. And he's making a change in the lives of people just like you and me because they're crying out to him just as much as you hear in the news by the way don't watch the news as much as you do that's a little side note over here but as much as it's going on into the world today and it's happening all over there's still revival there's persecution and people are finding the Lord Jesus Christ you're just not going to hear about it all the time but it's still happening today even in Afghanistan there's revival going on people are coming to Jesus they're walking to him and it's exciting to know that it's not just all negative. Jesus made you the member of the body of Christ. Are you the head? Are you the ears? Are you the eyes? Are you the nose? Are you the feet? Are you the hands? We all have our different members. 1 Peter 3 and 8, if you could put that up there, and I'll let you get there. Being a different member of the body of Christ, sometimes we start looking at each other and we start saying, hey, I wonder what his function is. Or, hey, I wonder what she does. Or, hey, I wonder why she's here. I wonder what the reason is that this person belongs into the body of Christ. Read this. Finally, all of you, be like-minded. Be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate and humble. 1 Peter 3 uh, and 8. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, if you'll get that ready. In this scripture, we are to be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another. Our focus should not be directly on what other people's business is. Our focus is, is to show the compassion 
It's to show love. It's to show mercy. It's to show gratitude to the body of Christ. Let me tell you something today. You may not like each other. You may not like the way that person acts. You may not like the way they talk. You may not like some of the things, but I want you to know that spirit that comes from that is not of the Lord. The compassion spirit of the Lord is, how can I help them? They're speaking of a hurt and a pain, and I'm going to be supporting them. I love them. I care for them. I'm not going to bring any disunity to the church. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind and one peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The scripture teaches us here that we are to be in one mind, in one accord. We should strive every moment of our lives to do what? Is to bring peace and unity to the body of Christ. The person that sits here, the person that sits there, we strive for that unity. We want to connect. One of the greatest examples that I can think of that's happened as many of you know, I have the opportunity of being a police chaplain. I've served as a police chaplain for the last 34 years, and it's been a great honor to do that. I'm making some transitions, and I was telling Nathan about it. Police chaplain, I'm going to be transitioning to another function as a chaplain for University of Texas Systems, uh, which is the governing arm of the 13 police going to be helping out another department as well. One of the greatest examples of what we're talking about today is when I remember the training aspect that officers go through whenever they become a cadet. So there's the police department, then the cadet comes in, says, I want to be a police officer. They choose them, and then they go into training. I was talking to one of the trainers the other day, and he was reminding me. He said, Ricky, more now than ever, we are seeing that have never been in a fight before. And here they're wanting to be police officers. Now, if you know anything about law, some of you probably know better than others. Why are you laughing on the front row? I don't I have no idea why you're laughing. No idea why you're laughing. I mean, I'm not moving in the gifts or anything right now, but you are really, really laughing. I love this guy. <laughs> But if you know anything about the law, law enforcement fight. There are people sometimes that are not doing right, and they fight. Right or wrong, they fight. Kids today are becoming police officers for the benefits. They want to become a police officer because they want to wear the badge. They're becoming police officers because they want to just be a part of something, of a good organization, and some stability in a police department, they are. But they're looking for stability, and they're also looking for a nine-to-five job or other hours. But ways of advancement. But they're coming not with the intent and the idea that I'm important thing that these young people could really we're realizing these kids that are coming in today is not only have they never fought but they like to give a lot of counsel <laughs> they like to tell everybody what to do no matter what the rank is they don't come in with a submissive attitude and spirit that I'm going to give myself to this to be trained. He says, so the first two weeks, we have to quickly introduce to them what they're about to experience. We hit them. We wrestle with them. We train They get agitated and bothered, and then they realize, oh my gosh, I need 
my brother. I need this guy to help me with my test. I need this guy to help me to go through the course and to drag the 150-pound dummy over the 20 yards or 30 yards. I've got to have help. They realize that if they don't rely upon each other, they may not make it. They may not become the soldier that they need to be. They may not become the warrior or the person of law that they need to be. They need help. He was telling me that one individual that they had that was there, they had to literally carry him to get him to come back to the front of the line. This young man weighed over 350 pounds. He was a big boy. He said it was the most incredible thing to watch them carry him to get him over the line because they wanted him to make it and to be a part. One of my all-time favorite movies is Forrest Gump. Anybody ever seen that movie? Isn't that, isn't that the most incredible movie? And do you remember when he went back to get his friend Bubba? Remember the bombs were going and, and there was all kinds of mayhem going on and it was just going nuts and it was coming from everywhere and, and bullets. And, and here is Forrest Gump remembering his training. I got to get back. I got to go back and get Bubba. He runs back and gets Bubba and brings him back. Who else did he go and get? Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan was screaming at him the safety. What a great thought. What a great idea. Because of his training, the soldier, the warrior, he was trained to what? Nobody gets left behind. Nobody gets left behind. No church member gets left behind. I don't like them. It doesn't matter. The member does not get left behind. But they are. the member does not get left behind. The soldier of the Lord does not get left behind. He is going to be sought after because why? He's a member of the body of Christ. Wouldn't it be great for us to have the same kind of spirit as Forrest Gump in that movie to be running back for every person that we're losing, every person that has lost their way, every person that has been down and out and said, I've given up on the church. I've given up on the things of God. I just don't want to do it anymore. And here comes Forrest, running like this. You as a body of Christ ought to be finding yourself to love them, to support them, no matter where they are in their life. Good job, boy. Almost make me want to start moonwalking. No, I'm going to spare you. If you were here, I, I moonwalked out. What was that, Tina Turner? Didn't, didn't that? Bone roll? No, I ain't going to do it. The greatest act of division. My last point. The greatest act of division in the Bible was when Lucifer, Satan himself as an angel as we heard a little bit about pastor speaking about this when Lucifer himself decided better than the Lord what did he do? He said I'm going to lead. I'm going to be I'm going to be
shot out of heaven because of his attitude, because of the spirit that was in him. That same spirit says, I'm not going to do what they tell me to do. I'm not going to go pray for them. I don't have to love them. I can change departments. Just leave the church. I can do whatever I want. Can I whisper something in your ear today? That may not be the voice of the Lord. That may be the voice of the enemy. Remember, Lucifer was cool, calm, collected. He kind of swoo you in sometimes. Remember, whenever you made a mistake, he kind of just made it look good. He's not going to come in and say, I'm the devil. And you're going to do what the devil says. You got me? No. He's going to come in and let you believe that what you're doing is right. Here's the problem with believing what we're right. The problem is, is that if it's contrary to the word, then we have taken on the spirit of the devil. Now, how is that possible? Is it or is it not true that Jesus himself, what did he say to the apostle? Get thee behind me, Satan. Who was he speaking to? He was speaking to the spirit within him. Come on, folks. We've all done it. We've all been there. We've all tried to do our own thing our own way. How many of you just feel like today you just want to just plop down on your knees and just say, Lord, forgive me. Just forgive me for ever having the spirit of the arch enemy. I'm talking to myself today. God, forgive me. I have to follow through with the principles of what your word teaches me to do. And more importantly, as we close today, forgive me, Lord, for not loving the members. The members of the body of Christ. Maybe the lady you work with at work, she's a member of the body of Christ. You don't like the fact that she wears her hair on this side because that's just what they do in her religion. They, do, they wear it too. Or always wears that cross around the neck. Why do you have that? Don't you know Jesus is on that cross? Well, wait a minute. Why are you splitting hairs? She may be the member of the body of Christ. It could very well be that she's repented. So why don't we change our attitude and our spirit today from being fruit inspectors? And that would really like to give the devil a big black eye today. By saying, me as an individual member, you will never take authority in my life ever again. Wait a minute, that's going to require me to pray. <laughs> that's going to require me to be faithful. That's going to be require me to listen to the voice of somebody speaking into my life. That's going to cause me to have to run to the church. That's going to have to cause me to repent. That's going to have to cause me to actually hug somebody or be nice to somebody. Wait a minute, that's going to have to cause me to be a little different than I am. So if you find yourself in the state of being where you are, then isn't it time to shake yourself a little bit and say, from where I am, now I know where I'm going to go. I'm going to follow Christ. The members of the body, if we become one, we're going to show unity to the people of God all over the world. Because maybe they've heard it, but they want somebody to live out what that is. We cannot do it in our own spirit. So this is my favorite part of the service, is to do battle with the enemy. I love to do battle with the enemy. But you know why I do? You know why I love to do battle with the enemy? Because we always win. Isn't that awesome? It's kind of like a...
that spirit and say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave, gone. What are you doing that for? I love the member. I don't want that member to be tangled in with what I can feel and sense they're tangled in. Now, you're, now it's, it's the preacher talking, okay? It's not the member that's walking around me. It's the preacher talking. And in this element that God's called me at this moment and at this time right now and this service and this part of the service, in this moment, it's time to do warfare. It's time to take authority and sometime in Do you know how hard it is to be able to say and do it? And you start fighting against the enemy because you realize that it's more than just a physical battle. It's a spiritual battle. Some of you, you've been trying for a long time. And I want to thank you as a member of the body of Christ for not giving up. You're still here. You made it today. You're here in the body of Christ. This assembly today, you came. There's a reason why you came. There's a purpose and a reason. No matter of the powers and the things that have come against you through family members and trials, you're still here to assemble together with the body of Christ. You ought to congratulate yourself. Congratulate yourself for that. It's no more playing church. It's all about now of, of being unified and walking in the Spirit and trusting the Lord for everything we do. And in just a moment, you're going to have the opportunity to say, Lord, I repent of my sins again. I give my heart. Help you. There's some of you that sit here today. You know you're a member, you hear this word today, and you know it's true, but it has fallen like lead. It's not in your heart. You've thought about everything else. You've thought about what the preacher's wearing. you thought about he, he didn't have a beard. He had a beard last time, and I, I remember he was moonwalked like Tina Turner, whatever, you know. You think about a lot of other stuff, but you missed it. You don't feel it. You don't sense it. You don't even know what the message was about today. That's Okay. The Bible says that that kind of word would fall on that kind of ground. That's okay. I hope it doesn't happen to you next Sunday or next Wednesday. But it may have happened today. Then the second category, you are the members of the body of Christ. You know you're saved. You know you walk with the Lord. But you realize that you've let the spirit of the enemy attack you. You've let the spirit of the enemy almost define you. are those that are you're at the edge of your seat and you're ready to get to a place of prayer you're ready to get to a place of worship you're ready to get to a place of change you're ready to remind the enemy I'm not going to let you control me anymore I am going to be the man and the woman of God that the Lord has called me to be and I'm going to be that and I'm going to do that and I'm going to experience that and then those the last one is those And you can't get loose. And you need help. You want spirit of unity? You want to be in the full body of Christ? Come get it today. Say, man, Ricky, it's just that one thing. Hey, you know what you need to do is quit thinking of that one thing. That one thing doesn't define you or it shouldn't define you that you're having problems with. And it definitely doesn't keep you from being the member of the body of Christ. Forgive us for judging you. Forgive wants to help each other the body wants to include everybody it doesn't matter what you look like it doesn't matter what you act like it doesn't matter we started looking at people and saying that's the member of the body of Christ you can start the music a little early if you don't mind hallelujah it's eleven twenty-one. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
Amen. Say, I'm a member of the body of Christ. Jesus is in my life. He saved my soul. I love him. Continue to play the music. It's fine. Secondly, Jesus, I don't want to have the spirit of the enemy. I want to change. Now, devil, you're going to get a big black eye because somebody's going to get delivered today. Somebody's going to be set free. Somebody's going to recognize who they are. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's anybody in here today that just wants to come talk to the Lord. Remember, we're not going to judge you. We need to be right there with you. I just want to stand here and watch you, though. It's kind of my job. Right now, who judged? Who judged? Who thought so? And these people came. Instead of, I need to go. It's about you. We need you as the member to get it right today before we start looking at everybody else. We're about to have the greatest spirit of unity. The Lord told me this. We're about to. change in this body it's going to be great unity that's just not a preacher saying folks I'm telling you the truth the Lord shared that with me this body is going to be changed forever which means that the majority of you will take this and do something with it because we're going to look at the majority of the body of Christ and say wow there really is a spirit of unity there that's going to happen that's going to happen now whether Sometimes I like to just stab a little bit, you know, at that spirit. How dare you try to take one of our members? I take authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ against every foul spirit, every spirit. Of Christ, I take authority of that spirit of control. It's gone too long. It's gone too far. I'll call their names out right now. Jesus, because I love them. No more. No more. I've got to submit. I've got to become the member, the true member of the body of Christ. Amen. Y'all want to sing a song? Y'all sing a song. Spirit of unity. Lift it up. If you want to pray out loud, that's okay. If you want to pray out loud, I think we give permission. Remember the body of Christ. Again, <laughs> old things are passed away and all things become new. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. And all that try to rise up against you is going to fall. Because that's what the Lord says will happen to the body of Christ. You have that afforded to you. You can bring every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. That's what the Word of God says for you today. That's powerful. Let's take it. Let's grab it.